Movie Marks. Welcome to the historic 25th episode of the Movie Marks. It's been a long, hard road filled with hot rods, Olympic heroes, heartbreak <laughs> kids, and many others who think the transition from the ring to the screen was a good idea. To celebrate this podcast milestone, my co-host in Arizona decided to punish you, the listener, and it only makes sense that someone who lives in a place that is void of good pizza would pick a movie like this. We're the movie marks, and today we're grappling with Pizza Man, starring Diamond Dallas Page. Welcome to the Movie Marks, the podcast where we discuss movies starring professional wrestlers who act like amateurs. I'm Chris Sacco, and as always, I'm joined by my tag team partner, the wrath to my mortis, Chris Kramer. Ooh, man. At least, yeah, I mean, I had, I had a longer career. Uh, did you? What was it more distinguished? Uh, you know, it was not more distinguished. You're right. Well, I mean, kind of. My, my pre-career was better. Uh, yeah, okay, maybe. I... I I mean, I like both of them. I think they're both kind of... They kind of got lost in the shuffle of that. Like, they were they were big power guys, but they didn't really have great personality. Yeah. I, I like that we're now in a time, though, where Mortis is getting his, like, just due about how innovative he actually was, Canyon. Oh, Canyon was was good. He's, yeah. I, and you know, the Mortis gimmick was kind of cool, too, for the brief time it was out there. But he, he was an above-average worker. Yeah. I, I'm I'm always sad about that when you realize that this was all part of like Eric Bischoff's idea to make a whole like spin-off martial arts TV show that never came to fruition. Yeah, it, it's it's a shame. Like you go back, I cannot believe. I mean, we're talking about Wrath and Mortis. This is now the entire show. I when you look back at like the the basically the only workers who were in that feud, <laughs> and it was you know Movie Marks alum Glacier and Wrath and Mortis. They they're they're so ridiculous. But the matches are all pretty good. They all work really hard. It's just it, the the gimmicks were so absurd. Yeah, and unfortunately, all that led to though was like that all died off, and then we just got like nine months of Glacier versus Ernest Miller, one of those WCW feuds yeah. that never stopped. Yeah, well, Ernest Miller was part of the Wrath and Mortis thing. He he That's helped true. Glacier yeah, he did get brought into at some that. point too. Yeah. And then he became the uh, WCW GM. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna cut all of this. Oh, that's this fine. Mortis talk. <laughs> Before I get to my rundown of the wonderful Pizza Man, we have some listener feedback to get to. Uh, it's 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 once again from your neck of the woods. We get, New Jersey loves us. What can I say? So this is from Michael from New Jersey, who says he listened to the Vampiro episode, and then actually watched the movie on Amazon. Which why would you do that? You're you're listening to this show incorrectly. You're not supposed to watch the movies. <laughs> we we are we are hard, we are warning you. We are like the Silver Surfer coming before Galactus. <laughs> and I should clarify his his message actually said that he only watched part of Vampiro, which I think is probably the right approach. I'm pretty sure, much like all people, he just wanted to see the hand in the eye and the little uh, bear Ewok thing. I would like to know where. Pat, yeah, I'd like Pat. to know where he punched out, like where it was just too much for him. Well, well, I'll I'll reply. I'm not going to reply, but I could reply and ask him to send a, like a screenshot of where his bar is on the Amazon <laughs> Prime <laughs> continue watching section. <clears throat> so today's movie, Pizza Man, is directed by Joe Eckert. It's from 2011, and 
Uh, that's more or less all I want to say about it. So thanks for listening. All right. That's a good episode. <laughs> Our movie begins uh, with opening credits that show us intercut scenes of a laboratory and a pizzeria, I think. Is it? I thought it was all the same. <laughs> no, because <laughs> part of it is someone actually making a pizza. Right. You know, putting sauce on the dough and all that. And then there are parts of like someone just sticking a syringe into a tomato, which is not how you make a pizza. So <laughs> I thought this was a prequel to the uh, Killer Tomatoes franchise. I mean, honestly, it basically is. <laughs> so we'll get to that because, man, the uh, the cast list rolls. And I did not know who was in this movie besides Dallas Page and and Frankie Muniz. Is it Muniz or Munoz? I always say it wrong. Uh, Malcolm. It's Malcolm. Malcolm. <laughs> it's Malcolm. But that's all I know. But the cast list rolls, and my notes are all just their names with exclamation points because I was so excited. <laughs> until until you see them show up in the movie. <laughs> yes, that's true. We have Shelley Long is in it. Michael Gross. <laughs> Corbin Burnson, who's a Movie Marks alum, so I was already excited. Stan Lee. Adam West and Roddy Piper. I didn't even know Roddy Piper was in this movie. No, no idea he was in this movie. I don't even know if he knows he was in this movie. <laughs> That's true. So so, th- so this is what I do for a living, and I was still surprised that there was a wrestler in this. And also... Roddy Piper has now been on our show like seven times. <laughs> He's the king of the show. He is like, no, oh, no one is going to touch him ever. Also, Ashley Parker Angel is in this from the band O-Town. Yeah, I saw that too. That was I didn't write it down, but that was also very confusing because I couldn't place the name when I saw it in the opening credits, but I knew that I knew it. It was one of those. So, I'm a, I am now fired up for this movie because this cast is amazing. Um I also and this is just bad podcasting. I didn't write down the name all the way, but the story in this movie was written by a doctor apparently. No, it was it Is this a is this a true story? <laughs> it's like written by doctor, you know, John Kapoor or something like that. And I I need to know what type of doctor exactly (laughs) wrote this particular film. I bet you a podiatrist. (laughs) (laughs) Our movie proper starts with two scientists who are in a lab. One of them is Michael Gross. We find out later his name is... Don't remember. So I don't know why I started (laughs) that sentence. (laughs) It's like Tucker or something. Whatever. It's it's the dad from... It's Tremors guy. That's what you need to know. I love that that's where he's at at this point. Man was on a TV show with Michael J. Fox for the majority of his career, but now he's a Tremors guy. What do you mean majority of his career? He's been making Tremors movies for the last 35 years. They're still making those. <laughs> yeah, I think one came out this year. Yes. <laughs> um. Anyway, he's one of the scientists. They're, they're doing something in the lab. They grab a tomato and they throw it against the wall. I guess <laughs> this is how you test things in a lab. <laughs> Uh, the tomato explodes to the ground. They're looking at it. They're, I guess, waiting for something to happen. We don't know what, but nothing happens, and they leave disappointed. Okay, so I guess that was a different movie. I don't know what I don't know what that connects to, but <laughs> we cut the next day to the Pizza Man Pizzeria, which has one of those fake uh, Photoshop signs where they just clearly found a storefront and then typed over it with their logo. <laughs> oh, it looks so bad. <laughs> yeah, for movie purposes, we meet Matt who was played by Frankie Muniz, and he's trying to take a pizza out of the oven, and he 
comically drops it onto the floor and gets yelled at by his boss, who's also his mother, Shelley Long. Uh, and I'm going to say right now, this movie is not funny. It's meant to be funny in spots. It's not funny at all. But best person in the movie by far, Shelley Long. She's not just cashing a check. She's putting in work. She's pretty good. No. Well, I mean, I what else has she been in in the past, like, ten years? This is, like, the first time somebody's called her in a while. She's on Modern Family. I've never watched that show. Oh, now, now I need to find a different co-host for my I didn't know you were such a Modern cast. Family fan. I'm sorry I offended you. It's a great show. I love that Shelley Long, too, is just wearing the weirdest red outfit in this kitchen, like, with matching, like, chef's hat. Yeah, it's, I mean, she basically looks like a Muppets character, like how they would imagine a pizzeria owner would dress at a pizzeria, <laughs> but it's very strange, and they're the only two employees at this pizza, They we find out they own the, the restaurant, but they're the only two people who work there as well, so <laughs> she's dressed like this, I guess she does all the cooking, I don't know. She's uh, disappointed in him, we learned that uh, her husband and Matt's father has passed away, and they're trying to continue the legacy of the Pizza Man Pizzeria. Uh, as punishment for dropping yet another pizza, she tells Matt that he has to dress up as the restaurant's mascot, Pizza Man, and spin a sign outside in front of the building. So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why a pizzeria chose a weird superhero as their mascot. Usually it's like, you know, some vague Italian stereotype. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's when I like that he has to go outside and spin the sign directly in front of the pizza place, which really is bad advertising. It's already <laughs> yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, at least go across the street with the arrow. <laughs> He's not happy about it, but you know. And again, this is um this is 2011, so this is not Malcolm aged Frankie Muniz. This is he's 25. So <laughs> the fact that she's making her college aged son do this is a little ridiculous. We now cut to the boardroom of the Edge Corporation. Not that Edge, but a different Edge. Where Corbin Burnson is talking to, uh, we find out they're investors, but he's having a conversation with these people. And basically he's saying that their scientists have been working on making super tomatoes and that they've been having some setbacks. So, starting to piece together that this ties into the scientists at the beginning. But now I have questions about, what the fuck is this project? <laughs> I have no idea because, especially because the, the, we find out that this tomato that was thrown against the wall rebuilds itself. Correct. But how does that help you? Like, if you eat that tomato, would it rebuild yourself inside your stomach? I, it's, it makes no sense because we don't know what the Edge Corp, we never find out what the Edge Corporation even is. I mean, spoiler alert, folks, they're the bad guys of the movie, but we don't know what they want. They're like a multi-billion dollar company who for some reason wants super tomatoes. Doesn't make any sense. And we also don't know who these investors are. They're just random people who apparently give money. But they're barely characters. They don't do anything. So it's all very confusing. But they're very excited about this tomato project. I, I, I will like to say also, though, that we just met Corbin Burnson. And this movie gets more out of Corbin Burnson than Boone the Bounty Hunter did. Because at <laughs> least he's willing to stand up in this movie at one point. <laughs> and he's on set. He's not in his basement like he was yeah. in his private basement in Boone. Very odd choices he makes with his career. This movie gets a lot out of the entire cast. I mean, somehow. I mean, yes, a lot of them we'll find out are, are weird cameos, but... There's a lot of, like, people in this movie, and I don't know how it happens. So, anyway, we, we also meet 
his right-hand man, who just goes by John in this scene, and that is Diamond Dallas Page, who is not allowed to sit. There's four people in this scene. He's the only one standing, which is kind of strange. <laughs> but Well, he was doing yoga just before that. <laughs> uh, jo- I'm going to call him Kreider. We find out later his name is Kreider, so I'm going to call him Kreider. He, okay. he gives aliases, too, for some reason. It's all very confusing. But Kreider interrupts his boss, which probably a no-no, but he interrupts his boss to tell the investors that there's been a major breakthrough in the tomato project, which is a lie, but that they need more time until they can prepare this presentation. They refer to this tomato project as the super serum, which feels like a copyright issue, but fine. We cut back to our scientists from earlier who threw the tomato against the wall and then for some reason just left it on the floor overnight, which is gross. You're going to get ants in that lab. But they find out that the tomato they threw yesterday has somehow regenerated from being exploded. It is now a perfectly ripe tomato again. And my note here, Kramer, is, yep, that's the plot of this movie. (laughs) Because that's the plot of this movie. Michael Gross is very excited. His lab partner is very excited. Huge breakthrough. Okay, I still don't know why they're doing this. Back at the pizzeria, the time is also moving rapidly. Like, we're going from night to day to night to day. It's all very confusing. I was lost the entire time. Uh, Matt throws away his Pizza Man mascot costume in disgust. He puts it in the dumpster. He's going to get in trouble for that with his mom. I mean, (laughs) she's going to notice the thing was gone. (laughs) It's the entire entire thing this pizza place is built around, for crying out loud. And it's also, like, that's the same costume her dead husband used to wear, and this kid is just throwing it in the trash. You know, we now have a secret Malcolm in the Middle podcast. As listeners know, we did Mom, Can I Keep Her? And in that movie as well, we were disparaging the memory of a dead parent. So this might just be a theme with the the Malcolm in the Middle verse. (laughs) Uh, After uh, Matt's shift ends, I guess, he goes to college uh, where he's dozing off in a science class. As you do. Uh, Michael Gross is his professor. So in in addition to being a tomato scientist, he's also a science professor. And we learn that Matt is a promising student, but he doesn't really apply himself. And he's kind of friendly with the professor. He always delivers pizza to him after hours in the lab. Whatever. It's it's setting up a Peter Parker dynamic is, is all you need to know. And now we get the first of our random delivery cutaway gags. Um, they're what, sta- what are any of these? Yeah, they're, they're staged like Family Guy cutaways, and this first one actually ties into Family Guy. <laughs> so yeah. it's really strange. Like throughout the movie, there'll be a scene, and then it'll just be a random thing where Matt is bringing pizza to someone's house. So this first house he goes to, the door opens, and it's Adam West, who was drunk, right? Very drunk. <sighs> he's. I mean, he's definitely ad libbing and just. You know, he makes a bunch of very obvious Batman jokes, and he even makes a Family Guy joke, which is just <laughs> strange on a different level. And yeah, he basically he didn't order a pizza. Matt brought it to the wrong house, but Adam West keeps the pizza anyway. It, again, it's meant to be funny. It's not. And right after this, we get a further delivery montage where you get all of the delivery cliches. Where, you know, he's bringing a pizza to someone who's watering their lawn and he gets sprayed on. There's, there's, he's getting chased by a dog. So now he's basically following the mailman cliches, not pizza man cliches. He's also constantly not being paid for any of these pizzas. So right, right, Shelley yeah, Long might have to make some hard decisions about her son staying at the pizza place. 
And she might also have to make some hard decisions about hiring some more help. This kid is in college. He's the owner of the restaurant. Why is he the only delivery person? <laughs> He's the delivery person, the cook, and the mascot <laughs> all at the same time. Yes. Um, there's the uh, there's lots of saxophone music over over this part of the movie too, which was very off putting for for what was supposed to be a slapstick comedy montage. Reminded me of the Marine with all the weird saxophone music. <laughs> As part of the capper on this delivery montage, he also delivers a pizza to Stan Lee, another random appearance. This one is so insane. Yeah. Stan Lee just gives him a pep talk, basically, like, oh, you you know, you just keep your chin up, kid. You can do whatever you want. In Stan Lee's office are all, like, Marvel memorabilia. Like, there's there's a Spider-Man statue in the corner. I don't think you're allowed to put these in movies no. without paying someone. This was clearly, like, Stan Lee agreed to do this, but he's not leaving his house. You have to come here. I don't even think they brought microphones, because the entire audio <laughs> quality of this scene is different from the rest of the movie. Yes, no, you're you're absolutely right. It is. It sounds very muffled. The all of these scenes. I mean, some of them obviously go to the set, but you're right. These ones where they go to houses, like that, might have been Adam West's house. I don't know. I'm sure it was. So yeah, Stanley is in it. Great. And at this point, now is where I'm starting to get disappointed. Remember earlier, I was excited about the cast. Now is where it's <laughs> sinking in. Like, oh god, these are all just going to be like this, huh? And they are all like this. So we go back to. Uh, uh, the Edge Corporation folks. So we have uh, Kreider, which is DDP, and Corbin Bernson. They visit the scientist guy, who are Michael Gross and the other scientists, who tell them that they've made super tomatoes. And everyone's super excited about this. This is great news, right? But uh, Michael Gross says, this is great. You know, we can give this to sick people. This is going to be great for medical purposes, which, of course, it is, because I guess you could just cure any disease. But Edge Corporation immediately reveals, oh, yeah, no, no, we're just going to give it to the military. So <laughs> about the most basic idea you could come up with in this movie, and they followed through on it. Oh, this entire movie is just things stolen from other properties. I would love to know the man's writing process, the doctor who did this. <laughs> well, he only came up with the story, so he might be behind the <laughs> the super tomato concept. <laughs> I wish I had. I, I mean, I could do it now, but I just don't feel like it. I wish I had his actual name. But anyway. So Michael Gross is upset when he hears that they're going to use it for military, but his partner is all in. Like, yeah, just give me the money. I don't care. So there's already some conflict there. Edge probably should have not mentioned this right in front of the scientists because they were willingly going to give it over. <laughs> so small blunder on their part to reveal that. Well, I mean, you have a bunch of guys show up all wearing black and talking <laughs> and just like the most evil looking people could be that are coming to you. So you should have <laughs> kind of got the sense this wasn't going to work out the way you thought. <laughs> so uh, Matt is still delivering pizza. This kid has been delivering pizza for what seems like five hours. And all the pizzas have been in the car because he says later, I still have another delivery. So he's just got a stack of fucking pizzas in this car for hours that he's just driving around town. Anyway, Matt delivers pizzas to a party. Of course, the girl he's got a crush on opens the door at this party, which doesn't really make sense. It's not even her house. She says that. So why is she answering the door? What are the odds? <laughs> they they flirt a little bit. He's terribly awkward, obviously. she's uh, Her boyfriend is the bully of the movie, of course. He comes and calls Matt a loser, which he's not wrong about. Uh, we cut back to the lab, and now uh, Kreider has arrived at the lab with, like, a task force for some reason this is not explained 
We learn about it a little bit later. But they're, like, gearing up with, like, military garb and flak jackets, and they have, like, night vision goggles. I don't know why. <laughs> they're going to steal this serum from these two mild-mannered scientists. It, it, at a public college. <laughs> yeah, at, at the lab of a public college. Although, I don't know if that's true. Because later they say that these people worked at Edge, but also one of them also was a teacher at the college. So I don't know if this is meant to be the same building. I thought it was a public college as well. But because if it's the Edge Corporation, that's where they, <laughs> the bad guys are. So why would they? It, whatever, yeah. it doesn't make sense. They could have just went down the elevator and did this. They didn't have to go get a <laughs> van and everything. That just seemed like a lot of extra work. Well, but and also Kreider keeps saying to them, remember, the guns are only to scare them. I don't want anyone to get hurt. So obviously, you know how this is going to go. But why are they doing all of this? They own the formula. <laughs> it, it is explained to some degree later. But the, the, but the point is, the movie really twists itself into a pretzel to show you that Kreider is a bad guy, but he's also not that much of a bad guy. It's very important that Diamond Dallas Page is portrayed that way for now. Matt is delivering pizza. This was his last delivery because the his professor ordered it earlier in the day. So he's bringing them pizza. And, of course, he arrives at the exact moment that the bad guys are walking through the door and he gets kidnapped immediately. So there, this no one gets hurt thing is out the window. Uh, we learn that Gross's partner, the other scientist who is money hungry, called Corbin Bernson and told them that my partner's going to destroy all the scientific evidence. So you need to get down here quick. And that's why they're, you know, basically in a military operation. Now they get the super tomato, which is all they wanted. And there's a, a struggle. Gross tries to run away with like a, a vial of the stuff. The bad guys start shooting at everyone, which makes, uh, uh, Krieger very upset. Matt and the professor get shot in the shoulder, but basically no sell this. That was so. I didn't realize they both got shot. They both got shot, and then, again, this is a professor. They're not military people. They're wearing like t-shirts, and they get shot, and they no sell it. They're still running up the stairs like nothing happened. <laughs> the bad guys realize that there was a double switch on this tomato. This fucking tomato. There was a double switch. So the bad scientists switched the tomatoes, but the good scientists had also switched the tomatoes. So now the bad guys have a tomato that is not a super tomato. And the good guys, it's so stupid. And the good guys have a tomato that is super, I don't know, who gives a fuck? So they have to keep chasing them. Um, Yes, folks, we are currently playing hide the tomato in this movie. That's actually what's (laughs) happening now. Complete with Michael Gross putting a full syringe in his uh, lab coat pocket. That's like pointed up at his heart, which that seems dangerous. Oh, no, that's awful. Clearly, he's never seen the film Inner Space. (laughs) Matt and his professor get up to the roof. The bad guys are closing in on them. The professor thinks they're both going to die from these gunshot wounds that (laughs) they have. So he tells he injects this vial into Matt, which he describes as a catalyst. And then tells Matt to eat the tomato so it'll save his life. (laughs) So stupid. Which, personally, I would say no because I can't eat a tomato like that. Like, just taking a bite out of a tomato. Like, you need salt or something, a little ranch dressing. Like, I would just say no just from a texture component, but... (laughs) You're one of those ranch people. God. Now I might have to quit this podcast. No, I'm not a ranch person. I'm just saying that a raw tomato just in your hand biting it, like, I at least need salt on it. I'm, I'm not one of those that's from New Jersey, the Garden State. We eat tomatoes all day like apples. 
listen, that's embarrassing, first of all. Second of all, don't don't make this like I'm a ranch person who puts ranch on pizza. I'm not I'm not a psychopath. I'm just saying that on a tomato, you know, not to mention this thing has been like in his pocket. Like that seems risky. <laughs> Krieger gets to the roof. There's a brief exchange. The scientist becomes James Bond somehow. He throws like nitro nitroglycerin and it knocks out the bad guys. I, I love that he threw this and it looked like when a, a bad magician does a trick. It's like sparks and a little bit of smoke came out. And they're all unconscious except for Krieger somehow. He he didn't get bothered by it. Krieger runs and puts uh Matt in a in a rear naked choke. So he he's he's got him tied up. Matt falls off the building, but he's fine because he was able to take one bite of this tomato. Without ranch. Yes, maybe maybe the ranch would have counteracted the effects. Who knows? So one bite, he's fine, fell off a building. No problem. Then for some reason, Matt, who has just been shot, fallen off a building, obviously given superpowers, he decides to drive back to the party he was at previously, where, where his, the girl he likes is. I don't know why he wouldn't just go home at that point, but whatever. He goes back to this party. That's literally my note. Why is he at this party? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, 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 the girl Susan is uh, you know trying to take care of him. She gives him some water. He, he's just resting. And then the bullies... Make fun of him a little bit, and he beats them up and goes home. So, pointless scene, but yeah, he, he beat up the bullies. Next, we get our testing his power scenes. Um, they're your standard stuff. He's super strong. He's impervious to pain. I don't know how this tomato did all this to him. Like, I understand maybe it would fix the bullet wound because the tomato could regenerate. I don't know how it made him super strong as well. Are you saying the film Pizza Man does not answer all of the questions that you have <laughs> I am indeed saying that and there will be more later now we get now there are more of these cutaway gags just stuck in the movie so now Matt is at the counter of the pizzeria and there's a kid playing a Game Boy from like 1992 at the counter did you see that yeah I saw that he's, he's like waiting there to order pizza but his Game Boy is totally 25 years old and then he uh, says, oh, dad, we're ready to order. And then his dad appears out of nowhere, so his father also has superpowers. That is correct, because you know who they are? Yes, they're they're the father and son from Heroes. Why? Yeah. Yeah, well, that, I was getting there. Why? Why is, it, why is this <laughs> happening? And, and honestly, if they have superpowers, why not ask them to help you? Like, you know they're bad guys. They're like, hey, I also have superpowers. You have a kinship. That was the whole point of Heroes. <laughs> but so no, this is all in the... the Heroes universe, this film. Yes, now we've established. yes this, this, is, this is Heroes canon. So the sequel, I guess he battles, uh, what was it, Siler? Sure. I saw the first season and quit. You notice they couldn't get the kid's mother, though, because she's too big a star. Yeah. Yeah, well, of <laughs> yeah. course not. But, like, even, why? Why are these C storyline characters from Heroes in this movie? No one cares that much about heroes, let alone, like, the fucking sub-subplots of heroes that this had to happen. <laughs> this is all fanboy stuff. It it just has to be. I mean, I mean, there's no other... Adam West is making 60s Batman jokes. Uh, that Stan Lee is in it. It's all fanboy stuff, and it's fine. But the problem is, if you do only fanboy stuff and your movie has no plot <laughs> or comedy or anything it's just so bizarre 
yeah, especially when the the fanboy stuff is not even part of the movie. If you took right. out all this fanboy stuff, it wouldn't have impacted the story at all. Oh, not even close. And also the movie would be you know, 65 minutes long. And I'm sorry, like I watched Heroes, you you knew Heroes. 99% of the world would not know who those people are. That's I'm a complete I mean Stan Lee you'd know fine and Adam West maybe, but I mean this is completely no one knows who these people are. It's this the whole movie is so bizarre. It honestly for the most part I thought it felt like it was a TV pilot if anything. Because there are weird fades, too. Like, they're all oh, TV yeah. fades. Yeah, no, there are weird fades. There there are times later when it's two characters do something, and then it fades out on them. And then when it fades back in, it's them, but in a different position, which is just like a commercial break that <laughs> that you'd have to, on a DVD, where they just took out the commercials. It is it is really strange. But this was not a TV movie. <laughs> so I can't explain it. It's just they didn't have good continuity editing. <laughs> After this hero's cameo, we get uh, Kreider going to the pizzeria to uh, find Matt. He interacts with Matt's mom, Shelley Long. And in this scene, uh, Kreider is using an alias of John Smith, which I don't know the point, but that's what he's doing. And he's trying to reassure the mother that, oh, this is about what happened at our lab yesterday, but don't worry, he's not in trouble, we just want to ask him some questions. And this is one of the things that bothered me about this movie uh, in terms of our, our... focus diamond dallas page i am a ddp guy i like i like dallas page i liked him as a wrestler when he got good at one point (laughs) i I like the yoga i like everything and i I was very hopeful that he would be one of those sneaky decent actor wrestlers and he just he can't get a handle on dialogue it's so weird he reads no, his lines he... so quickly. And there are flashes where he's like, okay. But it's just, in this scene in particular, he's just like reading lines rapid fire. There's no like cadence to his voice. Yeah, he he is clear. But this isn't even his first movie, so even that's weird. Like, if you look at his IMDb, we're going to be visiting Diamond Dallas Page quite a few times on this show over the years. <laughs> Absolutely. I just picked the weirdest one first. But it's, it's just one of those things. Like, I, I just, I can't. Because he's not he's not like Kurt Angle reading in River of Darkness, where like it was so monotone you didn't even know what was happening. He's got energy, but it's just like misplaced energy for the scenes. I don't know how to explain it. Well, it's because he's positively Paige. <laughs> you know what? You know what's also weird in this scene too. Shelley Long, of course, you know a gifted actress. A lot of the Michael Gross is a pretty good actor too. A lot of these people are pretty good. And if 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 Paige was in a movie like River of Darkness, where Kurt Angle was basically acting against non actors. It wouldn't matter as much, but he's actually on screen right now with Shelley Long. So it actually you can tell that his energy is just wrong for the scene. It's strange. Yeah, it's it's one of those deals where, like, he's going to be outshone and he needs to maybe be in a film more on his level. (laughs) Also, just so you know, this is one of the movies I've had the least amount of notes for because it's this movie. But literally, (laughs) my note at this point is it's 40 minutes I have no idea why this movie exists. And that's the dread that was in my life watching this. It, it, it's a <laughs> it's a valid dread you have, because I also don't understand the point of this movie. A little backstory about the director, if you want. He has made some other movies. They all seem to be this type of movies where it's a bunch of people he likes and he sort of cobbles together a movie around it. 
And I guess he was basically making these as a living portfolio of his work to get other work. That's the only way I can describe it. Because he got a lot of people for this. There was clearly no budget. So these people must like him. There's no other explanation. I guess so. But like, what what world does he exist in that he even knows all of these people? I I, I mean, he's he's got some credits. So maybe he's, you know, like like an assistant cameraman or something. And he's you know, has some idea. I, I don't know how to explain it, but I don't know why this exists. It was clearly a lot of the the sort of uh, shot construction and camera angles and stuff are clearly meant to evoke the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. Like the, the there's a scene in a hospital later and a scene in a cemetery that are basically just taking the shots from Spider-Man and reusing them for this movie. So he's yeah. clearly trying to do something. Well, even that, even though he's he's about to take like at least two scenes straight from Batman '89. Yes. No. No. Absolutely. No. That's what I'm saying. So these are all, even even the cameos. These are all fanboy things that he decided to make a movie about. And even the premise, we made fun of the premise. Uh, you know, I was going to talk about this later, but the main problem with this movie, full stop, is the tone, because it doesn't know if it wants to be a serious superhero movie, uh, a goofball comedy a stoner movie because there's some stoner stuff in here too it doesn't know if it wants to be any of those things so it just becomes this weird like melodramatic mess yeah like there are times in this movie where it gets so bleak and serious and it just fucks you up for watching this movie like you don't know what you're watching corbin bernson should have given them some notes from his time on the set of boone where boone (laughs) actually had the tone mostly right for what they wanted to do. That's the kind of tone this movie should have had. It should have been way dumber. It should have been... Because I was on board the first few scenes. Like, it was stupid. But I was like, all right, Super Tomatoes. This could be kind of fun. But it's not fun. It's just not fun. <laughs> anyway, I don't remember where the fuck... We're. Oh, yeah. DDP is threatening uh, the girl from Cheers. Got it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, th- this was a weird little sidebar. So DDP is in there. He's got goons with guns again. He doesn't want anyone hurt. Then the bullies from the party, so Susan's boyfriend and her friends, arrive at the pizzeria at the same time. And I'm thinking, oh no, they're going to get, the bad guys are going to hurt them and it's going to be this whole thing. But no, they just walk in, get scared and leave. So I don't even know why why they introduced them into this scene, but there they are. Because you, you had to get your money out of Ashley Parker Angel. <laughs> That's so weird. Um... Matt realizes that the Krieger and his goons are there. He retrieves his pizza man suit from the garbage, which has been in there for like four days at this point, I think. <laughs> he puts the suit on. Uh, th- there's, a, there's a running gag in this movie where the pizza man suit has a big P on it, and he keeps calling himself Power Man, which is definitely licensed by Marvel. You're not allowed to say that. <laughs> Luke Cage still owns that name, even if he doesn't use it anymore. And they, they keep saying, no, it's clearly Pizza Man. It's Pizza Man. It's a running joke. It's never funny. Not once. They also all know who he is because obviously he's just Malcolm sized, so they know exactly who he is. Uh, but he beats up all the bad guys in the mo- in the uh, kitchen of the pizzeria and destroys his mother's restaurant in the process. So that's probably not going to go great. Uh, DDP keeps yelling at all his goons, "Don't shoot anyone! I don't want anyone hurt." I mean, you keep going places with six guys with guns. What do you think's going to happen, Krieger? Stop stop hiring mercenaries. I mean, seriously, you go in there, you're the most and you yourself are the most threatening physical presence. You're a foot and a half taller than everyone. So what obviously someone's going to get hurt. DDP uh lunges at Matt and trips, so you know, super super villain moment here. 
stumbles in the kitchen and his face hits the I guess it's a stove. I don't know why pizzeria would have I, a stove like that. It's I, th- I thought it was the open pizza oven. Okay, maybe it's that. Sure. Uh, he burns his face in the process. Good God, this is disgusting. Of everything in this movie, it's suddenly, for like less than three seconds, becomes a body horror movie. Yeah. Because he pulls his face off of this stove and his skin pulls like cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Well... I mean, that's to set up his, his eventual bad guy name. I know, but it was horrifyingly, like, yeah, no. well done. It was disgusting. Yeah. No, it was, it was a pretty neat moment. So now there's a long hospital scene. Again, this is taken straight from Spider-Man with Peter Parker and Aunt May, where Matt is talking to his mother. She's a little shaken up, but she's okay. We also go, I don't know if it's the same hospital. It might be, but we go right to another hospital scene with uh, Krieger. And uh, it, it's it kind of plays like the Batman scene. With, after the Joker falls in the vat of acid, yep. There's a we we a long a tracking shot through this hospital where we're following a doctor. I don't know why we're he's like checking on other patients. <laughs> and we're watching him. Like, what did I did I actually slip into a coma and I'm remembering an ER I saw 15 years ago? Because I don't know why any of this is happening. But eventually he gets to where Krieger is in, in the sort of bowels of this hospital. Uh, Krieger's got bad burns. They, they, we don't see his face, but it's wrapped in bandages, kind of like the Invisible Man. And you can tell it was very uncomfortable because uh, uh, DDP can't really open his eyes through <laughs> through the, the wraps. <laughs> so he's like trying to look at a mirror, and it's like he's blinking because it's it probably hurts his eyes. Now we, again, we get this weird tonal shift where the doctor is saying, "You'll never look the way you used to look. Your plastic surgery won't do much for you." And I guess this drives Krieger insane and the doctor starts making fun of him that you know uh dallas page said i'm just getting over the divorce i was getting back in the single scene yes folks this is all happening right now (laughs) and then the doctor makes fun of him like well maybe your ex-wife will take you back and then page yells i hate my ex-wife and that's what drives him insane finally so i i don't know (laughs) i don't know why this is in there it's so weird Back at the pizzeria, yeah, we're still we're still running a pizzeria for some reason. We have another random cutaway scene, and it features movie marks alum, the one and only Hot Rod, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yep, sure does. And man, this is a thing. Yeah, another long ad lib scene. Pipe, the restaurant is closed because it's been destroyed partially. But Piper walks in and demands pizza. Um, he's he's running through some of his lines. He definitely had no idea what was going on. There's a the kind of funny moment where Matt says that, oh, yeah, I know who you are. You're Sting, right? Which was kind of funny, I thought. My note there was wrong episode, Malcolm. So <laughs> Piper ends up taking display pizza, which has been in a case for months, which I don't think pizzerias do, and exits nope. the movie. Thanks for your work, Roddy. He even has the audacity to sneak in his line from They Live. <laughs> yeah, he <Wow>. does. <laughs> Are we doing They Live? They Live is a pretty good movie. Are we doing They Live? Uh, eventually, one day we will. Yeah, that, that'll be for the live show, folks. Subscribe on the Patreon. Now Matt gets interviewed at the police station. Uh, he gets brought in by a cop who's also a Heroes reference, for those who care. He's, he was on Heroes. I didn't even bother to look that one up. That's news to me. Yeah, no, he was, he was actually one of the bad guys on Heroes. So What's he real? This I love this cop because he feels like he's the only person in this movie that doesn't want to be in this movie. He legitimately gives off the energy of disgust in every scene that he's in. Yeah, no, he he kind of does, actually. It's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So basically he's getting interviewed in the scene and they just do a recap of the movie. It's like they paused the movie and they were like, we're going to read you the plot synopsis from IMDb right now. And that's what they do. You know, you were here. You had this tomato. What happened to your professor? That's the whole scene. Now we get to a funeral scene. And this scene was confusing because I didn't know what funeral it was for about six minutes. <laughs> I had to piece together what had happened in the movie because they're just at a cemetery. And I'm thinking, oh, shit, did his mother die? But no, it's the funeral for the professor, which it was just all very weird. It plays a lot like the funeral scene in Spider-Man. Again, this is, you know, his, his Uncle Ben's funeral. And uh, Susan is there. She reveals to him that she's dumped her boyfriend because he's kind of a jerk, which, sure. Don't know why she'd be telling him that. I also don't know why all these random students went to the professor's funeral. That's weird. <laughs> no one seemed close to this professor, so this yeah. is very odd. <laughs> um, back at Edge Corporation, Kreider interrupts a uh, meeting that Corbin Burnson is having. Uh, Burnson is saying, you know, we need to get this formula. We need to find this tomato. Krieger walks in. He's in darkness. He walks on the table of this conference room, which, okay, that's how you know he's really insane. <laughs> and we finally get a glimpse of him, and half his face looks like uh, half of a pizza, basically. <laughs> yep, sure does. <laughs> it's uh, it's Pizza the Hut makeup, basically, in half of his face. <laughs> Complete with, like, red circles where pepperoni should be. And he now reveals in a very crazed manner that he needs to get Pizza Man because he's going to extract the powers from him because that's the only way he can heal his face. All right. It's flimsy motivation, but sure, it's there. I don't know who put that together for him. He just came up with that on his own. I don't know if that's how this would work. It just seems like he needs more research. Yeah, I mean, you know... I guess he consulted his doctor after the divorce comment and, and got some more information. He pulls out two guns. So now the no guns ever, no one gets hurt. Krieger has snapped and he refers to himself as the big cheese, which again, if played for laugh, that could be funny, but it's meant to be menacing and it's not. He points the guns at Corbin Burnson and pretends to shoot him and says, bang. So got that, got that licensing going and then kills Burnson anyway. So, <laughs> Corbin and Burnson, that's it. That completes our second scene from Batman 1989. That's yep. a wrap. Good job, everybody. The scene continues, and here one of the, the bad guy scientists, the greedy one from before, reveals that in a very long-winded thing, which may or may not be scientifically accurate, that tobacco smoke is deadly to tomatoes, apparently. I don't know if that's true. It could be. Well, it's definitely not true, because in the documentary The Simpsons, the... <laughs> The, the Tomaco episode. <laughs> it actually makes for a more delicious tomato. Oh, that's, you know what? That's a fair point. All right, I'm going to have to change my notes. Um, so, so that means that secondhand smoke is essentially Pizza Man's kryptonite. What a, we what, what a weird, what a weird, I mean, this is now uh, our second anti-smoking movie because <laughs> Inside Out had a weird don't smoke theme as well. Yep. Sure, why not? Uh, next scene, the big cheese <laughs> heads over to the college and takes over a classroom that the uh, dead professor used to have because he's looking for Matt, who obviously everyone knows is Pizza Man. He's just walking around. Matt had gone to the bathroom because he was upset or something. I don't know. It's so stupid. He's in the bathroom. There's there's one empty chair, so Krieger knows where he was sitting. He opens his notebook to a random page, and Matt has written a poem in his notebook. <laughs> 
love poems. A love like, poem for Susan. This is a a boy in his tw- a man in his twenties who is writing love poetry in his science class. Like, just go ask her out on a date, you nerd. <laughs> and it is the most generic, like the stars are in your eyes type poetry. <laughs> and, and also, he names her, so it's it's. Roses are red. I love Susan. Basically, it's so stupid. <laughs> so, the, so Krieger reads it. What, what luck that he found this. Krieger reads it and then says, "And which one of you is Susan?" And then Susan's ex boyfriend <laughs> points her out. <laughs> <laughs> so these guys have guns, and he has basically ratted out his ex girlfriend because she dumped him. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's great. So uh, they kidnap Susan because, of of course, they do. Women do not come out good in this movie. They're they're not characters. A pizza man emerges from the bathroom. He he got a message or something. He knew there there was trouble, so he put his pizza man costume on. I don't know why he would keep doing this. Just go out there and fight. The uh, he gets in a brief discussion with the bad guys. Let Susan go. Let Susan go. And they spray him with canisters of I guess secondhand smoke. I get. I don't know how they would get them in canisters like that. <laughs> I just picture there was a scene that was cut where this room of like five guys just sat around smoking cigarettes and then blowing <laughs> it into a like a jar. Yeah, that's basically what it is. They just have these like they're basically fire extinguishers loaded with secondhand smoke. <laughs> yeah, this this has now turned into an ad for the Truth Council or whatever that, that, that commercial is. <laughs> yeah. And. uh Pizza Man loses his power, starts falling to the ground. It's also inconsistent what this smoke does. I mean, I guess cigarette smoke in that, you know, blowing that hard would hurt you no matter what, even if you didn't have superpowers. But at various times, it either makes him normal powered or it kills him. (laughs) So I don't know. Like in this scene, it seems to be he's hurt by it. But later he's just like, oh, I don't have powers anymore. So sure. They take Susan away, which... And they get separated. They leave the school. It's confusing. This, first of all, this college has bells. And people flood the hallways like it's a junior high. That's not how college works. Like, there's no bells in college. And yet not everyone, <laughs> like, disperses into a hallway all at once. That's what happens in high school, not in college. That's first of all. Second of all, if they want Pizza Man and he's been incapacitated, why are they taking Susan? Just grab Pizza Man. They don't need... You know where he is. There's literally a pizza place with him on it. And and he's also unconscious. They've they've incapacitated him. Just drag him. I don't know. Whatever. There's another scene with these investors from before where Big Cheese is saying, oh, we're closer to than ever for the serum. And to prove this, he the bad guy scientist is there with a tomato. Uh, Big Cheese takes the syringe from the tomato and then sticks it into his neck and his burns are healed instantly, but then they go back to being burned. So the serum is close, but it's not all the way there. If they're this close to perfecting the serum, I don't know why they still need Pizza Man. They have one of the scientists. They could probably get this going again in a few weeks, but whatever. Pizza Man then sneaks into the the Edge Corporation, walks into the room, and then there's a dialogue scene between these two where Pizza Man and Big Cheese are negotiating terms of a ceasefire which was insane. <laughs> Krieger's saying, like, I just I just want you to help me so that I can help other people. And Pizza Man's kind of buying it. And he's saying, like, well, yeah, you just have to let Susan go and I'll totally help you. It's really weird. <laughs> It'd be great if that's how this movie actually ended. This, they that came to an nice. agreement. <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice. Handshake deal. 
Uh, I actually thought that that's what was going to happen and there was going to be another villain emerge to some degree because they they wanted you to think Krieger was like a normal business guy early on. But, spoiler, that doesn't happen. So, Pizza Man agrees to this truce because he's a fucking moron and then immediately gets double-crossed. Again, don't know why any of this was happening. Just double-crossed him immediately. The way he gets double-crossed is that Krieger pulls out a cigar to celebrate the uh, <laughs> the arrangement so and he dumb. lights it. And blows it into Pizza Man's face. Pizza Man, of course, still does not know he's, you know, tobacco is deadly to him and he passes out. So they take Pizza Man to a, to like a warehouse lab thing. And they're going to take some of his blood to, you know, synthesize the serum, blah, blah, blah. And then they're going to kill him. He doesn't have his powers. They're pumping it full of smoke. The uh, police show up because Matt had called them previously to help, which is nice. And they rescue him, but not before the bad guys did get a uh, sample of his blood. So so that's that's uh, what your hero does in this movie. He's incapacitated and calls the cops for help. So the real heroes <laughs> of Pizza Man are the law enforcement professionals. <laughs> Since the cops have flooded this building, pizza, uh, the big cheese has escaped to the, you know, sort of the upper levels of this building. Pizza Man goes after him, even though he doesn't have powers. And jumps on the roof of the Big Cheese's car, who's driving away, sort of at this, uh, out of this parking garage. So that's your big stunt of the movie: is Pizza Man hanging on the top of a car. <laughs> Susan has been rescued by the police at this point, so she's hanging out with the police. They help Pizza Man a little bit, and this entire scene is one big stall to add time before the climax, because this car chase ends. With Big Cheese somehow kidnapping Susan yet again. No idea how that happened. No yes, idea. Yes, and he kidnaps her away from the police and escapes again. All so that Pizza Man can chase again with a hostage. It made no sense. They they, they, they double kidnapped this girl. <laughs> uh, and my note at this point was, man, this movie should have ended 10 minutes ago. Because, <laughs> like, this entire chase scene was pointless it's just a it's the same scene that they're going to do at the end of the movie well they had a big they had a big set piece they wanted to use for the end of this film so they had to get to it in the police car the other the bad guy scientist has been arrested and he's in the back of the police car and he injects the vial of pizza man's blood into his body while he's in the cop car because i guess they didn't pat him down and notice he had a needle and he has a weird reaction like his eyes are turning red and his skin is starting to bulge and I'm thinking, cool, we're going to get a giant tomato monster at some point. So look forward to that. Yeah, my note was, we're getting goddamn Pizza Hulk. Yeah, no, it's I'm, I'm excited for it, actually. I can't wait to see how that shakes out. They uh, they end up at a frozen pizza factory, because of course they do. Because <laughs> of course that's where the movie would end. It's your standard pizza factory stuff. Krieger puts, Big Cheese, Krieger, Dallas Page, whatever the fuck you want to call him. He puts Susan on a conveyor belt that's going into like a dough cutter, I guess. And Pizza Man, who doesn't have his powers fully back, is able to pull her off. It chops off her hair. So then her hair does looks it, weird for the... Does it chop off her hair? Because it doesn't when he actually saves her. And then it's gone the next scene. Correct. But, <laughs> yes. It doesn't do I anything. I was beyond angry about hair continuity at this point in this film. I yes. was so beaten down by this fucking movie that yes, a no. wig continuity thing ruined my day. No, you're you're absolutely right. I had the same thought because it doesn't cut her hair, but then for the rest of the movie, she's got this ridiculous wig the on her head. The fucking dumbest wig I've ever seen. It's so bad. 
this poor this character this this actress didn't have any character stuff to work work with, and then for no reason they make her look like a jackass at the end of the movie. This hair, it's like half of her hair. It's not even close to the same color or length or style no, that it had been previously. It's clearly a wig. It's they didn't bother to like even make it look like it's sitting on her head properly. No, no, it's so frustrating, and for no for no reason because as you said, when he rescues her, you don't like see any hair cutting. She could have just kept her ponytail. Anyway, so yeah, that's what happens there. He's he gets his powers back. There's a brief fight with uh Krieger, but it's the same stuff. He tries to do the cigar thing again to, to knock Pizza Man out. <laughs> it doesn't work because Pizza Man is able to hold his breath. That's so your stupid. hero, everybody. That's how this yep. fucking that's where we're getting to the climax. And and Dallas Page, for the listeners who don't know, is a large man. Like he's like, you know, six four or something. He's a huge man. And Frankie Muniz is a tiny, tiny person. <laughs> Like he's like shorter than me, which is saying something. <laughs> so there's there's a quote unquote fight between them where <laughs> where Pizza Man is punching Big Cheese in the stomach because that is the exact height <laughs> he can reach. So it it's again, if played for laughs, it would be funny, but it's played as though it's a serious fight. Uh, Big Cheese is knocked back onto a conveyor that I guess goes into like a, a quick freeze. Like it's it's a flash freezer, basically. And he's being fed through this conveyor that somehow fits this giant man. I don't, I don't know how that would work. And he's frozen into a block of ice immediately. Uh, Pizza Man does try and help him, but he's he's un- even though he has super strength, somehow he's unable to help this person, which seems a little fishy. But and then your movie ends with uh, Pizza Man dropping Susan off. They kiss, so he, he got the girl after all. And then he runs off to stop a carjacking down the street. So that's how the plot ends. It ends at the 81 minute mark. And this movie is 90 minutes long. So now we get the longest and slowest credit scroll I've ever seen in a movie. Not exaggerating. I'm assuming you didn't watch it, Kramer. Oh, no. This is one of the, I was about to say, this is one of the few times I watch the credits because usually I'm so disgusted by these movies, I need to get out as quick as possible. (laughs) But I assumed that since this was a superhero movie, we were getting a goddamn post credit scene of some kind. Right. Involving involving which character? Pizza Hulk. Right. So that scientist who was like turning into a giant tomato that actually visually looked kind of interesting. We never see the complete transformation and there's no like Pizza Man 2 will be back or whatever. I was so annoyed. No. Yeah, I sa- I sat through credits for once, which will never happen again on this show <laughs> because of this movie. Ignorance. So now it's time for Ignorance is Bliss. This is the segment of the show where we ask people what they think the movie's about, but all they get to know is the title and the wrestler that's in it. We got a few submissions this time, and um, many of them, again, this is this is a theme of our show now. Many of them reference movies that exist in the past that have the same title. Inside Out had this. We had the See No Evil had it. And... This is something you actually mentioned to me off air, but we did get submissions about this, so I figured I would read one. This is from Nick from Ohio, who, when uh, asked what this movie was about, wanted to know if this was the 90s movie that starred Bill Maher, which is something you mentioned to me after I picked this. Yeah, I, I googled up, I googled Pizza Man, and the first thing that comes up is a young Bill Maher just looking suave with some, like, sexy lady behind him as a pizza delivery man very confused what that was going on yes that that is a real movie it's called pizza man and 
it, it it the plot is much more what you think this movie should be about. It's like a I've actually seen this movie, believe it or not. It's like a, he gets tangled in like a mafia thing. So and he's a pizza delivery man. So it's not a good movie, but it, it's it, the these wrestler movies are all basically title ripoffs of other better known <laughs> movies, which is just wonderful. And of course, Kramer, I spoke to my father about what he thought Pizza Man starring Diamond Dallas Page was about. So let's listen to his thoughts. And uh, we'll, we'll get to hear your thoughts about that afterwards. Hey, Dad. Hello, Chris. So today's movie is called Pizza Man, and it stars the wrestler Diamond Dallas Page. What do you think this one's about? Mm, it's called, what's the title again? Pizza Man. <laughs> Pizza Man. Um, I would say it's just, uh, I don't have a clue. All right, let's let's start let's start small then. What type of movie do you think Pizza Man is? Do you think it's a an adventure movie, an action movie, a comedy, romance, drama? What do you think? I would say probably a comedy. Let's go with that. Okay, and do you think that the wrestler in it, Diamond Dallas Page, is he the Pizza Man or is he someone else in the movie? I would say he's someone else in the movie. So the movie is named Pizza Man. You don't think he's playing the Pizza Man. So what role do you think he's playing in this comedy about a Pizza Man? He's the guy that's ordering the pizza. <laughs> okay, so, so you think this is um, a comedy about a pizza delivery person who encounters the wrestler on a on a delivery call? Yes. <laughs> so I, I think what's so interesting about this... Uh, this submission from my father is that I ask him a lot of like weird plot. Like I asked him about Vampiro warrior of the night and he came up with a plot pretty quickly, which is an insane thing, <laughs> but a movie about pizza and he could not connect. He just, he couldn't figure out what movie would have pizza in the title. He didn't even sound like he understood what a pizza man was. At first. <laughs> like he could, I don't know. No. <laughs> well, the, the thing about that is that he, it, it felt like he had something, and then he retreated immediately. He was like, I have no idea. So I, I want to know what that idea was. Did, did he back away from something he didn't feel he could say to me? Did he <laughs> did he second guess what, what what a pizza man would be? I like, too, that like when, you, when you're trying to get him to figure out what the genre might be, he was just like, yeah, we'll go with comedy. Like, he wasn't even committed to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that was Ignorance is Bliss. And now we're going to deliver you our three-part review in The Three Count. Do you get it? The delivery? Ah, uh, boo. <laughs> so, the first question, as always in The Three Count, Kramer, is this a wrestling movie? No. This is not a wrestling movie. Even though there are two professional wrestlers in it, yeah. they've and... managed to make it the void of all wrestling. Yeah, and also, as we've discussed in the past, there's also a Malcolm in the Middle reference, which, of course, had wrestling in its opening credits. It's not a, it's not a wrestling movie, for sure, but it is, it is clearly made by a wrestling fan. Yes, that is true. The, the Sting yes. reference alone is what gave, uh, made me know that this guy's at least a fan to a level. Yes, right. So, so not a wrestling movie, but is Pizza Man a good movie? Oh, you know it's not a good movie. <laughs> I, I looked at this movie when you first sent it to me, and you know, after I got through the Bill Maher 
and sound the actual <laughs> cover to this movie. I I was hoping it was going to be like one of those straight to VHS family movies that we kind of grew up on, which yeah. weren't good, but they were at least fun. Like, like Mom, Can I Keep Her? Yeah, like Mom, Can I Keep Her? That's a perfect example of one of those movies. Yeah. This is not. This is weirdly like a student film. And the way that you explained it as it's essentially a test reel I, makes sense. That, that's my interpretation of it. I have similar thoughts. I didn't think it was going to be like the direct-to-video stuff. I thought it was going to be more like a sort of like a, a scary movie type movie where they like were going to parody type thing. Yeah, or like something or like a, you know, like American Pie meets superhero movie, something like that. I actually because I I especially later in life, I've become a much bigger fan of Dallas Page. I was like excited that I found this. And I was, like, interested. I thought even the premise was kind of fun, like, you know, because you see the poster and it's a superhero thing. And it's just such a bummer. From basically minute five or six, you're like, oh, this is not going to be good. And it's re it's really disappointing. I thought it was going to be like, oh, this is, like, maybe like Kaijumono or something, where it was like, oh, this is so dumb that you can laugh at it. It's just, it's just, it's a real drag. So neither of us think this is a good movie, but... That doesn't mean that you didn't put it in a in a prime spot on the card, Kramer. So where would you book this one on a wrestling card? All right. So I would put this as a jobber-ass opening match that <laughs> I am okay missing and showing up late to the venue for. <laughs> yeah, as you know, I do not like doing that. So <laughs> um, I also like that that we you no longer have the jobber category because now whenever you pick a jobber, you call it jobber ass, which I just I just enjoy that. Even even though this is not a good movie, I'm going to put it in the opener slot because I do think that it it goes down pretty easy. It's not offensive. It's not going to like bug you except for the wig thing. The wig thing is absurd, but I, I that's going to haunt me forever. It's it's rough, but. There's some decent energy. The wrestler's got a big part in it, and he and, he, and uh, Paige is pretty good in the movie, in spots. So I, I I put it in the opener. It's not quite. It's not like garbage. Like I don't know what what other movies we watch that have been garbage. All of them. <laughs> well, yeah, we we don't we don't watch good movies. <laughs> I I get a decent amount of emails about that as well. <laughs> uh, I get yelled at by my father about it. <laughs> well, tell him to suggest something. And then we'll have my father try and figure out what it's about. <laughs> so, much like opening a pizza box, only to find someone ordered fucking pineapples as a topping, it's time for the swerve. This is the swerve. So, today's swerve. This movie's got a wrestler in it. It's about one of our favorite foods, pizza. So I've decided to look into... The interesting relationship professional wrestling has with food. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions referencing wrestling and food items. And you're going to tell me the answers. Make sense? That makes sense. The answer will be every July 4th WWE program where there is a food fight. There are also food fights on Thanksgiving. And you'll be glad to know <laughs> none of the questions involve any of those things. <laughs> All right. First, this worker probably could have worked as an employee at Pizza Man Pizzeria, but only for unique orders. Name that worker. Oh, oh God. Um, food is unique. Uh, I'm going to go with Captain Lou. 
No, it's obviously Special Delivery Jones. Oh, well, that's not obviously, but that is a good answer. I'm not going to get any of these right, so prepare for that, everybody. <laughs> nah, you'll get some. For example, you'll get this one. The Boogeyman had a strange diet. What did it primarily consist of? Oh, it was worms. See? See? Some of these are softballs. I'll, I'm going to edit those out, though. Oh. This wrestler's last name is a dessert that's more on the savory side. Name that worker. God, dessert? A dessert name? I don't know. Um, It's a dessert, but it's more on the savory side. Name that worker. Oh, is it Brutus the Barber Beefcake? It is Brutus Beefcake. Well done. What what would a beefcake be? (laughs) Well, I mean, it's not a real thing, but... I mean, actually, they do have meat pies. That's true. So we had a cameo from this guy in this movie, and he's a multiple-time Movie Marks alum. (laughs) Roddy Piper's favorite candy is also something he always seems to run out of. What is it? Bubblegum. That's right. He actually used that line in this movie, referencing pizza, which was all very confusing. So sad. Okay, we got about 20 more of these. Hang on. Oh, sweet Jesus. (laughs) Ted DiBiase may have been selfish, but he liked to share this fiber-filled snack with his fallen opponents. What is it? The answer is money. That's right. He used to make his... The people he beat eat money. Yes. Stone Cold Steve Austin has a product called Broken Skull IPA on the market right now. But what was the lawsuit-proof nickname for the beer he liked to drink when he wrestled? (laughs) Crack open a cold Steve Weiser. That's right. (laughs) This is the thing that the macho man Randy Savage likes to put into his morning coffee. What is a Slim Jim? (laughs) No. You know what's funny? I didn't even think of putting Slim Jims into this. <laughs> I no. know I'm wrong, but Slim Jim's a better answer. It, I should have done something with Slim Jim, to be honest. <laughs> but it's cream from that great meme, cream of the crop. Yeah. Did you notice <laughs> Did you notice the last figure they put out of him comes with a, a creamer? <laughs> I did not notice that, but that's It wonderful. comes with a tiny, tiny <laughs> creamer for him to hold. It is ridiculous. <laughs> That's great. How did I not do Slim Jims? <laughs> All right, and our last one. Shotzi Blackheart used to dress up as this food-themed alter ego before she started driving a tank to ringside. Name it. I am shocked you are making this reference because this seems outside your wheelhouse. Uh, she may or may not have been Pizza Cat. Very good. So you, you did good on the weird ones. Of course I did. And uh, not so good overall. Or maybe you did. I don't know. I don't keep score. Well, Kramer, I think we've done the job for Pizza Man. Uh, what do you have next on tap for us? Uh, well, this was our big 25th episode, you know, celebrating how we've gotten this far, which is shocking to me, in all honesty, that we've done 25 <laughs> <Yeah>. episodes. Same. Uh, <laughs> and to celebrate that, you exposed your absolute disgust for our listeners <laughs> and made them have to hear about Pizza Man. So I think it's only right that I make the big baby face save and give them something to look forward to. Okay. So our next film will be one that really was the gateway movie for many of us that found out that wrestlers could also become actors. Oh, no. We will be watching the 1988 film (laughs) No Holds Barred. Yes. Starring Hulk Hogan and cocaine. (laughs) So, so this means we both have to wear our Rip'em shirts for the uh, live stream, right? 
you're saying this as if I don't actually own a Rip'em shirt. <laughs> we both own Rip'em shirts. What are you well, talking about? Oh, that's <laughs> what we do. That's oh, man, <laughs> I'm going to cut little diamonds out of the back and the sleeves, the whole thing. Uh, this I am so excited. I, I have seen this movie, unlike most of these, but it has. I have not seen it in legitimately probably 28 years, so I'm excited. Uh, this is an all-time favorite that I have not visited recently. I, I've, it's been a while. I probably will have strong opinions about a lot of the things in it. <laughs> and and this selection also means that uh, Tiny Lister is, is rivaling Roddy Piper for most appearances on our show. <laughs> well, he, according to IMDb, he is considered a professional wrestler. So <laughs> I'm very excited. This is going to be wonderful. We'll have to see if we can get some of the cast and crew to come on the show. Until then, you can follow us on Instagram at movie.marks or on Twitter at movie underscore marks. We'll probably post the uh, the wig picture, um, you know, cheese face, Diamond Dallas Page. I mean, we'll probably at least get a like from him on that one, right? Uh, yeah, most likely. He seems like somebody that would just like things without actually reading into it, which is good for us. <laughs> yes, that's uh, <laughs> things. So. Things that people like us without looking into us are always good for us. <laughs> Uh, you can like, rate, and review our show uh, wherever you're listening right now. That is apparently helpful. If you have comments about the show, you have suggestions for movies we should cover, you want to make fun of us, you want to tell us what you think No Holds Barred is about, you can email us at themoviemarks at gmail.com. I feel like a lot of people may have seen this movie, though. So Yeah, but you know who probably hasn't? Your father. <laughs> oh, my, my dad also has. He doesn't even know who Hulk Hogan is. So... <laughs> so. Uh, we are still actively seeking corporate sponsorship. If we could swing some kind of like Pizza Hut tie-in for this show, I'll—I mean, one hundred percent, we'll do it. <laughs> Why uh, you're, wouldn't you're, we? You're thinking Pizza Hut would get this is Little Caesars or lower. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that does it for us here. Until next time, I'm Chris Sacco. I'm Chris Kramer, and we're the Movie Marks. Who the hell are you? I'm Power Man. Power Man? That's Pizza Man. Trust me, the P stands for power. From now on, I'm the big cheese around here. Me! Dad! Ah!